So welcome to another segment of The Gateway Presents. Uh, my name's Emma. I'm the opinion editor. Um, and with me, I have two uh, other people from The Gateway. Hi, I'm Omar Salafu. I'm the online editor at The Gateway. Hey, I'm Jamie Sarconic, and I'm the editor-in-chief of The Gateway. So we're going to be talking about um, something called a FAMF. Um, there's a lot of these coming up um, as proposals to student council in the last uh, couple of weeks. It's pretty uh, pretty topical. Um, so yeah, Jamie's just going to explain a little bit about like what a FAMF is um, and some of the faculty associations um, who've been introducing these proposals. Yeah, uh, first of all, it's an interesting sounding acronym, but it stands for Faculty Association Membership Fee. Um, So basically, uh, students pay fees to the students' union, which um, you can make the comparison uh, to federal taxes. Um, FAMPs would be provincial taxes in this analogy. So uh, each faculty of the university has its own faculty association, except for open studies, if you want to count that, Um, perhaps a couple others. Um, But this year... Uh, four faculties are coming up and requesting that they get their own fee. My biggest concern is that um, specifically like these kind of FAMPs I think uh, disproportionately benefit like students are pretty engaged and like involved in university things like they join clubs um, they like just like go to like events they like do stuff um, so they're generally also the kind of students who would like be involved in these like consultation processes who are likely to vote um, when these FAMFs go to referendum generally um, for a FAMF to pass they have to first get like uh, a certain number of signatures on a petition um, to even make it like a question and then a referendum is like opened up to uh, the students of that faculty um, so all that kind of like like kind of engagement stuff I think really prioritizes like a certain kind of student um, who's likely already kind of in a place of privilege, like engaged, like ambitious, um, that kind of stuff, which obviously isn't inherently bad. But I do think there's uh, sort of a, a disparity between students who maybe just like don't have time to join um, like extra clubs or like don't um, like have sort of the the like time or resources to do that, uh, particularly if they're just like trying to keep up with tuition as it is now, right? Like university is really expensive. Um, and if you're kind of just scraping by, you have to like work outside of school. Um, you're not necessarily going to be interested in attending like like an event for your faculty association or you might not actually be able to join um, like a club that might be benefiting from like a project fee uh, in the engineering faculty. So um, in that way, I think it's it's sort of a, a problem when you have FAMFs um, seen as like sort of like democratically happening and having like the consent of students um, when you're only ever really going to be able to get the consent of the kind of students who will still benefit from that. Yeah, I think philosophically that's kind of my, my problem with FAMFs. I don't know if there's really a way to mitigate those problems. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's like a like a deal breaker, but I do think that um, that kind of like like engaging students who maybe don't aren't engaged in the standard like faculty association services or like things being provided to them is like pretty important. Um, should be a, a priority. Yeah, I guess to that I would say we still have to see a lot of campaigning from these guys to get their their FAMF. So yes, there are a lot of apathetic students. Only about 20 percent or so, give or take a few, vote. But for those faculty associations to get their FAMF, they have to campaign hard for that 20%. Um, and students who choose not to be democratically involved when the information is available, there are posters everywhere, there's a website that says, hey, check out this for more information. Um, and it doesn't take long to enter that in. If they truly cared, the information's there and they could make a decision to vote or not. But if they're apathetic and these FAMPs pass uh, because that 20% decided, yeah, I think I'd like to spend money on this, then is it really a privilege thing? Because they just chose to be apathetic in that case. It's really not hard to look at the posters for a second, take time out of your day for that. 
the value proposition that FAMTs offer, I think, is very important because as we go down the line and as Jamie explained at the top of the episode, all of them provide different things because every faculty students have different needs. But at the same time, there are some universal things that are valuable regardless of what faculty you're in. And certain faculty associations are doing a better job at offering students services and different events that are more valuable. And these are happening for various different reasons. But if you can look through what these people are asking for and what they're going to give you for what money and seeing if that's actually valuable, that will make a very good informed decision on whether they should get the money, whether they should go back to the drawing board and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I guess on that note, do we want to talk uh, briefly about each fam specifically? Because we can start with um, education uh, faculty's proposal. Sounds good to me. Um, Again, they're looking to reduce their fee from $10 to $8, but they're just changing. uh, In short, they're changing the way they collect it. So instead of having to campaign for it and spend resources going around asking students, hey, we offer these services. Can you please pay the fee? And then we'll offer you these services. Um, They're just going to make they want to make it opt-outable so students just pay it automatically and if they truly can't pay for it and can't afford it they can opt out uh, fairly easy the opt-out mechanism was outlined uh, in a recent students council meeting um, so yeah and they're, they're generally trying to keep the same things they just want more consistent funding by the looks of it yeah the proposal makes a lot of sense to me and I think it like provides a really clear benefit to education students so like Jamie mentioned earlier like they get an automatic like membership to the Alberta Teachers Association um, which like regardless of like any what kind of student you are like at your time in university it's going to be beneficial for like your future career Um, so that kind of yeah that kind of thing I think addresses like my my previous point about like like making sure your services are actually genuinely benefiting like all of the students in your faculty and not just like people who will like choose to go to an event um, or like happen to like already be connected to other things Um, so I think that's a great example of like how FAMPS can can work effectively seems like a a proposal to me. Great value proposition. <laughs> mm-hmm. cool. and, and they did consult for it. They got about 70 students, um, which is fairly okay. <laughs> it's better than nothing. <laughs> it's awfully hard to consult students. Like you were saying, it's hard to get people to vote. It's harder to get people to fill out a form that doesn't result in any direct action. So An- another big factor that I'm just going to say really quickly is that none of these people are paid. All the people that we expect to consult their constituents are not paid, except for a group of four executives who kind of have a lot of other things to do. So we have to, yeah, there's there's problems inherent with the system. Yeah. Uh, Next up is OASIS, so the Arts Faculty Association. Uh, They're looking for $2.50 per term. Um, It's opt-outable, again. Um, They're looking to put uh, this towards grants for students, uh, student outreach, and discount cards. Um, Yeah, in total, half of it is going towards granting, and then the rest of it will be dispersed between outreach and discount cards. Yeah, so I just think there is, like, my biggest concern with the OASIS proposal is it doesn't, in the way that the education proposal did, I don't see the same kind of, like, guaranteed value for, like, at least the vast majority of students. Um, Lots of the groups that apply for OASIS grants, for example, actually aren't, like, entirely composed of art students. Um, So, like, for example, you can be, like, a science student uh, in, like, the debate society um, who has historically gotten funding from OASIS, um, which means that then, like, uh, an art student could be, like, subsidizing that person's activities, um, which doesn't really 
make a lot of sense with sort of the mandate of a faculty association. Especially if science already has its own faculty association. It's exactly. big enough. Like, yeah. They're getting, yeah, they're getting enough out of their faculty association. Yeah. And again, like you have to be sort of like, you have to know those grants exist and you have to like go through the process of applying for them. And I don't see that same kind of like, like universal um, assistance for like all art students, like actual value, like we talked about. Yeah, their proposal says that they're looking to aid individual students, student groups, and department associations with their fee. Um, they said that a success this year is that they've had uh, they've helped a lot of department associations start or get started. Um, and increasing granting capabilities is essential to helping them function and be sustained moving forward. So... Um, department associations are one rung down from faculty associations, so uh, faculty associations can help out their department associations, which would be something like um, uh, perhaps history or poli-sci or sociology um, that would be filed under the arts portfolio. The uh, next one is the Engineering Student Society. So this is a tricky one because they're asking for a lot, but from what we heard before and this is ultimately a decision that engineering students will have to make, but it seems like they are giving a lot back as well. They support the different project uh, clubs. They support various different events that seem like they kind of rope in people. I'm especially intrigued by their first year retreat. Um, I feel like it's an amazing opportunity. Like a lot of people get apathetic in university throughout the years. You don't walk in here as a young first year and you're completely apathetic. No, you walk in here and you have a little bit of excitement about starting school, getting involved. You're, 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 you're very um, impressionable. So having a first year retreat is a great way to kind of rope in people and get a lot, a lot of people involved in an event. That being said, ultimately, that's just my opinion. I'm not an engineering student. I feel like these services on paper look really great. They're asking for a lot of money, but I feel like they're giving a good value for it. Okay. Well, we talked about the first year retreat. Um, a lot of their uh, proposed new revenue would go towards bolstering project funds for engineering students. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, again, I think that's like hugely beneficial um, if you're someone who is involved in those things. And I think that does represent actually a pretty large percentage of the engineering faculty, from my understanding. Um, a lot of people get involved with at least like one of those project funds or project like groups um, at some point during their degree. Um, so I think you do get some some pretty solid value for like, a, like quite a few students. Um, but again, like I think you'll always have people like left behind who just like aren't going to get involved in that kind of stuff um, uh, for whatever reason, uh, which is sort of just a just a like inherent part of that that system um but i think i think yeah it's fair to say that like uh, there will be a lot of students benefiting from that but they have so much work to do all the time <laughs> yeah <so> busy. <laughs> this re reinforces emma's point where it's like the best and the brightest get to use these things yeah if you're and if you're like succeeding in your six courses and you have time to like yeah work yeah. on an eco car as well right yeah yeah and the current system is also the way that like the best and the brightest vote so yeah. they get what they want Okay, I guess the, the last one is for uh, Faculty Saint-Jean, um, the French campus at the U of A. Yeah, looking to get five bucks per semester, um, largely for like clubs, international student support. The French, fa uh, the French faculty gets quite a bit of international students, um, mm -hmm. as there are lots of French countries, um, as well as sending students to conferences as well, so professional development. Yeah, for me, 
for me, even though the French uh, student associations and just the campus in general haven't shown overt signs of really successful, like, advocacy or really things that you look at, like, for example, in the uh, science student association or faculty association, I feel like they're in need of help. We've really covered stories on the French campus before of safety concerns. Um, I've definitely heard a lot of anecdotal stories about how, like, it's not the same as going to North Campus. No, there are like a lot labs of things, are falling apart. Yeah, um, yeah. They had an issue with um, dangerous-ish people in the community coming into buildings after hours, so changing the locks. But then the locks are outdated, so it's hard for students then to come in if you're gonna. If you're going to limit the hours of the library more to keep people more safe, that means less people can study, things like that. Yeah, it seems like there's a really obvious need for, like, support on, like, like not only just those kinds of services, but, like, advocacy and in order to get things like infrastructure and, like, like really clear, like, benefits, right, that, like, are ob- there's obviously a need for that. Um, so it makes sense that, like, that FAMF would be useful to filling that need. Mm-hmm. And then I just imagine being something that's off campus makes it that much more difficult to get the advantages of being on main campus. I mean, at least every other faculty association can walk into the SU's office and say, hey, there's this issue over here. But in the French faculty, they're kind of off location and it's hard to see directly what, well, what's going on there to begin with or what issues they're having. Okay, well, thanks for a great discussion, you guys. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah.